right. Take all Welcome the time back, you need, sweetie. <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus. Sorry, I was just tell- I was trying to give moral support. Are you finished? I think I am, yeah. Okay. Welcome back, everyone, to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. My name is Aaron. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. What's up, everybody? I am Sir Colby in the Tarth. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. Oh, one word. What's up, everybody? I am a slightly less sick David. You can find me on Podrick Payne's fan account on Twitter at uh, D underscore River underscore O. And yeah. Protect Pod at all costs. Protect Podrick Payne at all costs. All costs. I'm Giant Spain, the blue-eyed ginger, Torment. And you can find me on social media at heartbreak <laughs> underscore underscore kid. If you all can see, I'm, I'm growing, out, growing out a little bit of a beard now. Trying to, trying to emulate. Aging the ghost. Listen, I'm working on it. I'm, Carla got me some beard oil. I'm going to see how it goes. Oh, really? It looks a little bit thicker. Your girlfriend got you beard oil? Huh. I wish I had a girlfriend that would get me beard oil. <laughs> Yikes. Lauren. Yikes, yeah. She... Um, it smells great. It smells really good. I appreciate it. If only someone would get you beard oil. This is where I put my beard oil. If I had some. <laughs> Maybe we should get sponsored by some beard oil. That would be great. Dollar Shave um, Club. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what was I about to say? I'm listen, y'all. I am in shambles because I saw I left Endgame like about ninety minutes ago, so I'm still kind of like in a weird headspace. I'm still trying to recover, um, but that's not for this um, podcast. That's for another time. A time heist, you say? I'm all down for a time heist. <laughs> Um, but again, not now. We have other things to talk about. How are y'all? I'm doing better. If I, y'all can't tell, I'm less of a coffee, not coffee. Well, coffee's the wrong word. I am coughing less, and I don't sound as terrible. I'm still recovering. My ribs are still super sore from all the coughing I've done, but it's I'm markedly better than I was before. You don't sound like you're like on your last breath so like i think that's an improvement <laughs> i do have a fancy new inhaler though that helps me with that oh it tells me how many pumps i have left oh dude i've had that forever i just listen i just think it's cool okay <laughs> you think taking drugs is cool david I think taking steroids for my lungs so I don't die is cool. (laughs) Fair. Um, I'm doing pretty fine. It's about to be final season. But knock on wood, I don't think it's going to be that stressful for me. I have one on Tuesday. How was Eldok? Eldok was a lot of fun. I did not get really tired and fall asleep in the middle of the afternoon this year. Uh, I saw that Joel Berry and Gil Pinson were back. Just tired. This year, I did not get as tired, though. And I think Devontae Graham was also with him. Devontae Graham? Why was I didn't he on see Devontae Graham, but I saw a lot of people say that Joel and Theo were on campus. I saw that their stories made it known that they were on campus. 
they they were back for the for the grind. The shenanigans. <clears throat> for the shenanigans. <laughs> but yeah, final season. Where did Aaron go? I'm here. <laughs> I just Final sat back season. in my chair for a sec. No, yeah. literally, literally, no one else here is in fine. Well, I guess David, maybe. No, not yet. <laughs> it's Final later. Season. Um, it's yeah, final two, season. Weeks. So, final season. So, <laughs> I have. He started talking, so I stopped. I didn't want to interrupt again. Uh, I have an exam on Tuesday at four. And then my next one isn't until Monday at noon, and that's basically a Q&A session on a take-home final. And then I have one on Tuesday at 4. So I have almost a week off in the middle. Oh, that's nice. Good, good yeah. stuff. It's nice, but it, it'll probably be boring. Matt, but, you how know. are you? It's been a build-up, especially just getting to Avengers Endgame. Also, the Battle of Winterfell that's taking place tonight. Tonight, I'm not ready. Dude, Kobe, you are a brave, brave man to go watch Endgame. And so are you, Ted, because you saw it today too, right, Maverick? Yes. So watching both of these in the same day within hours of each other. (laughs) I saw someone say that's like, I saw someone say that that's like planning your wedding day on the same day as your father's funeral. (laughs) It's the same, same difference. It's, um... Yeah, it's gonna be a struggle. It's a bold move. Tonight is gonna be. (laughs) We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, push me to the edge. All my faves are dead. Um, but we're gonna talk about in game and Game of Thrones on a separate podcast. For now, we're gonna stick to sports. Hashtag stick to sports. Stick to sports. (laughs) Um, and we're gonna talk about the draft that I hate. Um, it's so boring, dude. It's so bad. It's so boring. For the first and time. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. Hashtag Aaron stops interrupting 2019. Seriously, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say I didn't watch any of the first round of the draft for the first time, I think, in my entire life. And it was very liberating because the Browns are an elite team now. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> so that's the Yes, reason. it is. We drafted yeah, Odell Beckham number for, seventeen overall. You see, for what it is, we—it's just uh, them calling names. It's just roll roll call. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? They postponed our Super Bowl to February in Miami because that's the real Super Bowl. Anyway, anyway, I don't know how to make the draft better because it's just—it's just bad. Well, I think part of the issue is they don't need 10 minutes for every pick and then five minutes of the pick is in because everyone knows who they want in the first round already. And I get it's for the drama and for TV, but the fact that the first round takes, what, four hours and that's the only round in day one of the draft is a little excessive. Make it a fantasy fantasy draft with 45 second um, (laughs) picks. And then auto pick if you don't get one in time. That, that would <laughs> you just go to Mel Kuyper's big board and whoever's yeah. the best player available is who you get. I think that's a good idea, personally. <coughs> mm. 
But you, actually, let's talk about that. You know what you could do is like you can have like your ones that you have saved beforehand. And if it gets to you and you auto draft, it like goes to that person. Just make it a fantasy draft. That would make it at least a little bit more fun. Two minute picks. Except, ooh, you could make it so like at eight o'clock when the draft start starts, every team's like list of players they want is visible. Oh shoot! <laughs> Just crank up the drama. <laughs> like you have to I put do- your board on there. I do think that there is some <laughs> legitimacy though to how long it takes because football is the only sport out of the big three where they call the guy before they draft them, which is just no, part of the pageantry. Well, but in basketball, they're on the floor, aren't they? Like the top lottery picks. They are. They can they be. I'm like call. Bomani. If even if so, I'm the number one pick, I'm chilling at my house. Yeah, well, but whereas in football, the guys who are at the draft day one are in the green room in private. So maybe I maybe I just don't pay attention to the calls in basketball. But in football, like that's part of the theatrics, and there's also a lot more trading that going goes on in the NFL draft. Yeah, so no, you do so need time for those, those negotiations. Games. I also like a lot better that the NFL approves and announces the trades at the draft, whereas the NBA is in a quote-unquote moratorium during the draft, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, nothing's official until the league approves of it. I think it's after the draft. Yeah, but the league never doesn't approve of it. I don't, think because I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever come across a situation where they didn't approve. Who, football or basketball? Basketball. Basketball. Oh, are, you, are you meaning a draft trade? Draft trade. I'm not talking about like Chris Paul, yeah. but yeah, I can't think of one. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into the draft. So number one overall, the Cardinals uh, take Kyler Murray uh, from Oklahoma, and they ended up, I think, on day two trading Josh Rosen. Um, yeah, to the Dolphins. They yeah, traded Josh Rosen. That spoiled Josh Rosen. Doesn't like competing. <laughs> They traded Get, him for the what forty fifth ish pick, I think. I don't know, but uh, here's my thing, and I think I might have said it before, but I'm going to say it again because we're talking about the draft now. I feel like I don't know what they're going to expect Kyler Murray to do that Josh Rosen couldn't do with like the lack of weapons that they had last year. I don't think that situation's gotten any better. Their offensive line clearly has not gotten any better through the draft, so. That's true, but if you think that Kyler Murray's your guy, then I commend them for going out and getting him. I do agree that they obviously need an offensive line very badly, (coughs) but I do think that Josh (laughs) Rosen had limitations that no offensive line was going to fix because they're never going to get the production they want out of David Johnson with a quarterback like Josh Rosen who refuses to check down. Yeah, but sometimes you just got to F it and throw it long. That's how you win games. <laughs> yeah, but not when you have one of the best dual, I don't know what you call them, dual threat, two-way running backs in the league. Dual threat is the word for it. Okay, that's what I thought. The best dual, One of the best dual threat running backs in the league. If you're not going to check down to him 
you're not going to get top level production out of him. And he's supposed to be the centerpiece of that offense. But is that a Josh Rosen problem or offensive scheming problem? I honestly don't know. I think it's a mix of the two, but Josh Rosen was notorious in the threads that I read for refusing to check down because I do think that David Johnson did do well, did do well comparatively when Rosen wasn't playing, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Turner would be a better person to consult. I I'm mean, about to say Turner listen, tweet us what Josh Rosen's problem was. As someone that had David Johnson on their fantasy team, I mean, there wasn't that much of a difference between having Sam Bradford at quarterback and Josh Rosen at quarterback. As far as my fantasy production, because that's what this all boils down to, is fantasy production, all right? What are you going to do for me, Kyler Murray, all right? Um, but, again, that him being 5'10", if it's overblown or not, whatever, him being 5'10", behind a paper-thin uh, offensive line is, I don't think, like, that can't go well, right? It should go very poorly. Although, if he is a baseball player, he should know how to slide. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't do much for you when you're 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Slide backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take the hits. CTE's not worth it. Slide. CTE's not worth it. Go play baseball. Go play baseball. Why are you doing this, Kyler? Uh, but Josh Rosen <coughs> to Miami, I don't think that's a horrible situation for him. No, yeah. uh, low, low pressure situation. That. Miami is obviously rebuilding right now. So, I mean, yeah, go do and your he'll thing. be back and go, or I guess he'll be competing with Fitzmagic. So, oh, yeah. so he'll be competing for the first three games of the season. <laughs> I guess seems like it. Who who are they throwing to in Miami? I don't even know because Jarvis Landry isn't there anymore. That is a great question. Do they solve Devontae Parker? God, I don't know. I think so. That sounds right. That, <laughs> I mean, I know they've had him like game. years ago. I don't know. Name if they a still Dolphins have him. wide receiver: <laughs> Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, Devontae uh, Parker. According to that's Google. right. Kenny Stills is there. <clears throat> Hey, I think I still think that's a better wide receiver room than the Cardinals have. So, also I was—I don't know. I it's a—I uh, think it's a good situation for Josh Rosen. I still don't think the Dolphins are in a situation to challenge anyone for anything. But who knows? A couple years down the line, this might look like a steal. I have a question for you, Colby. Okay. Is DJ Moore wide receiver one? I guess so. I mean, okay. Because I, I was Steve having an argument saying because someone told me Curtis Samuel was wide receiver one. No. No, 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 no. Right. No, no. Um, yes, because I, I rationalize it by saying Steve Smith was wide receiver one. Uh, Cam's first couple years in the league. So, like, it's doable. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, w- I am in the same camp. I don't know why anyone else would be. We, I mean, we have Chris Hogan now, but I, don't, I can't think of anything relevant that Chris Hogan's done in the last two years. So, 
Yeah, and he's lost a step. So yes. anyway, we'll talk about the Panthers later. First, um, so picks go by, they're fine, whatever, and then we get to number six, um, and the New York Football Giants select Daniel Jones of Duke. What? Because <laughs> that's basically what Giants fans did. Listen. Never w- once when watching Daniel Jones was I like NFL quarterback. Like even my dude from state, um, Ryan, Ryan Finley. Finley, Ryan Finley. Like I saw him and like occasionally I was like, okay, I can see why people would think he is an NFL quarterback. But Daniel Jones. And I don't think anybody else also like, I don't think anyone at Duke even thought that he was. like and then so one of my co-workers worked at duke she was like well he ran all over carolina last year i was like okay big that's big not a problem running over that paper that was he was running defense. through swiss cheese like i said literally it, just like like our unc bias doesn't even come to play to here it was just not a great fit i don't get it Gettleman was in love. Yeah, and it was the senior bowl that said that swayed him. He saw three three series. series. (laughs) Three series. And he was in, quote, full bloom love. He saw a pro. David and I are, like, familiar with Gettleman's antics. And, like... The fact that he did not take... uh, What's his name? Oh, no, 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 no. He has the same name. Dwayne Haskins? No, 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 no. The uh, the, the, the defensive end, Josh Allen, from... uh, Kentucky. The fact that he didn't take a D lineman, like, just completely took me by surprise. The fact that he took any one other, like, the fact that he went, like, all the way down the QB boards to get Dan. When did Daniel Jones become such a hot commodity? When did, why did that happen? Like, with Mitch Trubisky, we at least saw, we saw the hype train coming, like, because we saw his name start popping up. And we saw like he was having hype pre-draft, and his name was climbing, and he was in conversations. Well, preseason, we were like, "Oh, Mitch is going to go out there and tear it up." Yeah, and none of the same stuff with Daniel Jones. But you did hear that with Ryan Finley, yeah, for his six-week Heisman campaign. Like it just—it doesn't make any sense for me that it, they would take Daniel Jones. Like I. When Dwayne Haskins is sitting right in front of you. <laughs> and also because they had the 17th pick, they could have taken Josh Allen or someone else at the 6th. And I prom- I could have almost guaranteed Daniel Jones would be there at 17. Yeah, I don't think that anyone was going to take Daniel Jones. Wasn't he a second-round graded quarterback across the board? I don't Well, Gettleman claims <laughs> that both the Broncos and the Steelers had an eye on him. And that's what he's like. I have, I have f- uh, knowledge that teams would have taken him before seventeen. I think I call BS. He has all the knowledge. There was a time where the David Gettleman firing for the Panthers. I was a little confused when they fired Gettleman. I wasn't totally against it because he wasn't doing a great job, but 
I was mostly mad about when they fired him because it was like right before, um, right before the preseason when you need a GM to start cutting people. But as the months and years go by, that firing looks better and better. <laughs> like it, it just was like whoever saw the writing on the wall for that for Gettleman, I think was very, very astute to go ahead and get him out the paint. I don't know. So, when does Daniel Jones start? Is he week one? You took him at six. Took him at six. Evidently, Eli's in the doghouse, so... I think he's got to be a week one starter. I mean, one thing I didn't realize is that they were talking, too, about, like, Cliff was not the coach of Ole Miss when Eli was there. Or he has some relationship with the Mannings. And they said that Daniel Jones is like a Manning quarterback. And I could see that. He looks like he could play Eli. <laughs> I guess so. I just like he his numbers aren't particularly good. He's not like everyone says, oh, he played basketball in high school, whatever. And he went to Duke, so he's not, smart. He's not particularly athletic. Like every again, everyone keeps pointing to the Carolina game. It was like that's not that big of, a, of an accomplishment. Um, but David Cutcliffe was the he was part of Tennessee staff too when Peyton was there. So he has a connection to the Mannings, but it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. That's all I have to say about Daniel Jones. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. It was funny watching Giants. It was fans funny. Just it was down over it. I'll take the jokes. I guess we can write these jokes until August when he proves all of us wrong, but Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gotta hedge my bets here. Um any other big draft stories before we just talking about the ones we want to talk about? I think that's the big stuff for me at least. Yeah, I think those are the two major stories of the draft. The only thing, not not a story for us necessarily, but the one that ESPN took uh, made a story about was our pick with Jeffrey Simmons. Go for it, because I don't know anything about this. Okay, so immediately, and David saw it, because David was the one that mentioned it to me, uh, as soon as the Titans announced we we picked up defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons from uh, Mississippi State, they immediately cut to, like, we have something to show you. Uh, here's a video of Jeffrey Simmons when he was 18 years old, involved with the altercation with a woman, and uh, also involved with both his mother and sister. Um, the non-familial uh, person was attacking the mother and the, uh, his sister, and he had retaliated um, in this thing. And there, I mean, there's video of it and stuff, and so... Spent the whole, like, ten minutes for the other team's pick just going over that whole story and stuff. And so some people took issue with it. Um, Can you fix your mic? Sorry. <laughs> I think that no, there is one other story. With it. Your other mic. There we go. There, there we go. go. There it is. <laughs> There's Maverick. The other thing that I think should be mentioned is that a long snapper was drafted. In the seventh round, only the nineteenth long snapper ever drafted. 
important position. <laughs> hey, the Panthers long snapper, J.J. Jansen, has never messed up a long snap, and that is consistency that is unheard of. Yeah, that was the Browns' long snapper until 2011, Ryan Pompreon. He was an unbelievable long snapper. He was a two-time pro bowler as a need player, and he had a quote-unquote career-ending injury, blew two games on botched long snaps, and then retired. So life comes at you fast. For real. <coughs> um, looking back at the Panthers draft, uh, David, I am very excited about Brian Burns. I am too. I mean, he's big. He's really, really flexible. He can move his hips. He can also drop back in coverage. I mean, I'm excited. I think he'll be good. I, I don't think this is a Vernon Butler situation. I feel like he'll be... I feel like he'll be solid. I think he'll fit right in. I just want, <laughs> if he gets a sack and he does like the Spider-Man perch with the <laughs> web shooters, I just want them to play What's Up Danger yeah. in the stadium. Wouldn't that be dope? I'm j- I'm very excited for him. He um So at Florida State, he played at 235, which is small for an edge rusher. Um, but at the combine, he weighed in at 249, which, sure, yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers are going to flip between four three and three four next year, um, so he could be a, a four three defensive end or be a three four outside linebacker, depending on what we want to do. Um, but yeah, so it, was, it was a good pick for me. I I'm excited about what's coming. I was happy with it, so I like what I see. And you know, I mean, the more we need, we needed edge rushers, and we got one. So. Uh, Greedy Williams was interesting for Aaron. Yeah. Um, he was our first pick in the draft, unless you count drafting Odell Beckham at 17th overall. Um, second time you said that joke, second time no one laughed. Yeah, I know. I just want to brag that we have Odell Beckham. Um, we took Greedy Williams out of LSU. We now have our number one and two cornerbacks are both 21 years old. So we have a very young defensive backfield which I think is going to be exciting to watch. Greedy Williams is a very similar player to um, Denzel Ward. He's an excellent <laughs> press coverage defender. And we now have like three or four LSU guys on the roster with a coach who went to Alabama. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you all saw our third round pick. I don't even know how to say his name. Sion Taki Taki, I think. He took a bathroom break when we were on the clock in the third round because we hadn't talked to him since the combine. And then he got the call that we were drafting him when he was on the toilet. Very good. <laughs> so, yeah. Sioni Taki. Taki Taki. Isn't there a song with the word Taki Taki? Yeah, Taki Taki. Yeah. With Selena Gomez, Cardi B. I thought y'all were referring to hot Cheetos and Takis. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, hey, Takis. <laughs> Mav, anything of interest to you for the, the Titans? We went really defensive with ours. Uh, main, uh, the main other one is we went with A.J. Brown of Ole Miss at 51. 
I really wanted us to take a chance on DK Metcalf, but we ended up getting his other wide receiver, who uh, I can't remember exactly. It might have been Mel Kuyper himself that said that he was going to be the Juju Smith-Suster of the draft. So, I mean, if he does half of that, I'll be half of that because we're we're another team that has a very weak uh, wide receiver core overall compared to most. Like, we're down there with the Cardinals. Um, that's all I have for the draft. I'm ready to move on if y'all are. Same. Otherwise, it yeah. was Nashville, the home of the Titans, and we set the draft record. For? Uh, attendance. Gotcha. Basketball. Recruiting. We had Aaron, one heck of a are, week. You are, you Roy are can't recruit. I don't know campus. what y'all are talking about. I'm the what, David? You're the liaison. You're on campus. You are in the <laughs> thick of all of it. You got to give yeah. us the lowdown. You got to give us a scoop. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. There's a lot of optimism surrounding <laughs> everything right now. As of yesterday, I checked, and our odds are now up to 12 to 1 for the upcoming season to win it all which is what we were going into this past season. We're obviously going to be a very different roster than this past year, but now that we have Cole Anthony and is his name Anthony Jones? Anthony, Anthony uh, something. Anthony Harris. Harris. Yeah. And is the other guy Christian Keeling? That's correct. Yep. Yes. Christian Keeling and hopefully one of – Pierce or Precious, we're going to have a lot of firepower, a lot of new faces, and oh, and Armando Baco, obviously. We're going to be very competitive, I think. Still not how you say his name. Um, I think it I, is. It's Baycott. It's, it's Baycott. It's Baycott. Bet. Literally everyone who says his name says Baycott. Does he say it? I imagine so. <laughs> Whatever. If we get Precious or if we get Pierce, then Armando deserves a statue outside of the Deendom for being the best recruiter in Carolina history. So excited about Cole, obviously. Um, Christian Keeling is good. Yeah. No scrub. He gave, uh, he gave Clemson 25 points <laughs> on 14 shots last year. <clears throat> and like I said, that's playing with a Charleston Southern team. So just imagine how he can play with a Carolina run team. We could be good next year. <laughs> could be. Yeah, I mean, as it stands right now, we are probably going to be a preseason top 10 team. If we get either of our two remaining targets, then I would not be surprised at all to be top five. I'd say Pierce yeah, yeah. still top 10. Precious top five. If we get Precious, then we could be getting a couple first place votes. I I worry about the chemistry next year, but I think altogether, I mean, I, I mean, just because it's such a new team, like not really much as far as senior leadership because seventh will be gone. I mean, it's Bra- it's really Brandon Robinson, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that's and Shay Rush and Shay Rush. <laughs> right, but you, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So it's looking like 
So I'm just going to project a starting lineup in, on April 28th. It, without thinking about any other recruits that we might get. Uh, Cole Anthony at the one. Christian Keeling. Brandon Robinson. Garrison Brooks. Armando Baycott. Yeah. I think that you could also potentially swap Leaky and B-Rob. But, yeah. I have Leaky coming in as the first point guard to let, when Cole sits down, Leaky would step in at the one. Yeah. Well, I think whichever one of them doesn't start, the other one is going to be the top reserve. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate starting lineup. Now, I'm not sure uh, if he will actually play, but we also have to remember we also have Jeremiah Francis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't there think are that talks he's... that he could redshirt because he, he is still coming off of an ACL injury. Uh, something I didn't realize is Anthony Harris is, too. Yeah, Anthony Harris is coming off one from earlier in the year. But he's... Uh, more highly touted recruit than Jeremiah Francis was. So I think that he's going to be, there's going to be a higher expectation for him going into the year. So I would think it more likely if one of them redshirted for Francis too. I think one of the reasons Jeremiah Francis was not highly touted is because he was hurt. I think it's like yeah, a that's true. situation. That could be true. I, it, I think it's a similar to, it's similar years. to Sterling Manley, who ironically he went to the same high school as. I don't think that's ironic at all. Uh, I think that's you don't very th- calculated. You think it's very calculated that both of them had season-ending injuries two years in a row at the same high school? Must be oh, something I was water. talking about. I was referring to him like coming to Carolina. Oh yeah, I agree with that. That was not ironic. I was talking about the injury <laughs> part. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um. Yeah, but on the flip side, uh, as we mentioned, 7th Woods has decided to transfer, um, put, go into the transfer portal. Portal. I'm um, not sure if we have any idea of where he's going. I haven't heard any whispers, but um, unfortunate for me that things couldn't work out for him. Uh, I, I think he really could have been a great player, but he just, he was so hurt, or he was hurt at the times where he would develop the most, like, in-game. Um, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, it makes me... It doesn't make me angry. Like, I understand why he's going. It doesn't make me really upset. It just makes me sad because I actually really like Seventh Woods and felt like he had a lot of potential. And just, yeah, I mean, between injuries and timing, it just never really worked out. Seems like a good kid. Yeah. For all the games, uh, him embracing all the players, you know, in their saddest moments of still just being a very much a team kind of guy. And one thing I noticed is even after all this, because I think Christian Keeling's commitment, I think it was a thing where he committed upon arrival for his visit. And that's because it seems around the same timetable that he announced. But even on his like announcement page, Seventh even quoted it and said like, gave him a congratulatory message and everything. I saw um I think B Rob on I think it was Twitter it might have been Instagram saying um 
how he wished um, Seven was staying, but wishing him good luck. It seems like um, two of them that came in together seemed like they were close. Um, yeah, it just sucks. I, I wish, I wish, um, I mean, I wish he was still a Tar Heel, but I, I hope the best for him wherever he ends up. I hope we get to see mixtape seventh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, um, if, I don't know if it's different for a regular transfer. I, he would have an ACC ban, would he not? Well, regardless, he's going to be a sit one, play one. I don't know if there's an outright ban from him transferring to another ACC school, but unless he applies for a waiver, he's going to have to sit out a year Could wherever be, he goes. Which he will apply for a waiver. Yeah. Naturally, I think South Carolina, which is who he was down to when he picked us in his original recruitment, is an option. Uh, I did see someone also mention Louisville. I'm not sure where that came from. Hmm. I don't know. But I'm but, I'm not um, quite sure that he might go. Like I honestly think he could very well just go to a mid-major. I mean, he'd be the man. I mean, I feel like that's the best situation for him. He needs to go somewhere to shine. And that's he would shine in a mid-major team. Either way, I hope he goes off next year. I mean, what was his average? He was like, it was like two point five points per game. Like he's better than that. Like he's better. Oh, yeah. He's better than what his stats show. It's just been injuries, and just the fact sure. that you have one of the best freshmen in the country come into your program last year, and Kobe White <clears throat> turns into one of the best freshmen in Carolina history. <laughs> So, who put a uh, boy can't recruit in the outline? Me. <laughs> Would you like to expand on that? Yeah, I mean, he can't recruit. He can't get one and done players. Nope. They don't want to come here. They'd rather go to Duke. Yeah. So, fire Roy. Fire Roy. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Um, Getting three recruits yeah, in a week a- is, is, in all seriousness, is, it's a pretty big deal because people were saying, like, a week ago, we were kind of worried about the outlook of the season just because of what was returning because it, it was, like, the lowest uh, returning points per game since 2006 with Garrison being our highest points per game player with seven a game. And it was like David Noel for the 2006 season, and we know how 2006 went. Yikes! So there was some worry, but we got Cole, Anthony Harris, and then we got Healing. It was just all about no And then we got Hype. And we went from the number 49 recruiting class to the number 6 recruiting class in about 12 hours. And that doesn't include Christian Keeling. So we might be solid next year. I'm slowly <laughs> looking forward to basketball season. Um, anything else? This is a quick episode. Jump in, jump out. Yeah, we got to get out of here in time for Thrones. Yes. Yeah, I'm currently watching. I watched both episodes, and it's gonna. It's timing right, really well to lead in right into it. Should be good. Should be have. Fun. Wait, you want to do like three people that are going to die? Um, because we can Corman, talk about it. 
Yeah. Uh, this is going to be hilarious because it comes out after um, the episode airs. Torment, uh, Pod, and... Uh, Torment, Pod... Brian. David. Matt. Uh, I'll go Brian. Davos. Jora. I'm going to go. I'll also say Brian. I think Grey Worm. And. Um, oh, Samwell. No. Don't you put that devil. 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 Oh, also go ahead and count everybody in the crypt dead, so <coughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I go back and forth on the crypts thing. The only thing that realized cause someone jogged my memory about because I at first I was like, wait, then that means the Night King has to go down and individually touch all the dead people to meet him back, and he doesn't. He all he has to do is just lift his arms. And and they're alive. So I don't even think he has to do that. I think he was just being dramatic. Yeah, he was just showing. So, he was flexing on him. He, was he said on that one, but like I, said, I, I, I'm flexing out dangerous. here in Hardhome. Surely it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get undead Ned at some point. <laughs> no, Bro. I don't think. I think like everyone in the crypts, like or Joanna Robinson was talking about this. Like it's all just like bones like it's all skeletons like it's nothing there it's not going to be anything emotionally resonant down there like seeing headless ned stark like running through the crypts is not going to be a very like emotionally satisfying moment like that's not going to make me sad it's going to make me laugh <laughs> yeah uh, brian gray worm and samwell i i just think i think Masande is going to pull something like gray worm's going to it's going to look like he's going to survive but he, he, he gets pulled and he dies. Because those I, are three that kind of had, well, not Samwell, but Brian and Grey Worm had those kind of like arc ending moments in the last episode. Brian becoming a Sir, just Grey Worm's just last romantic moment with Masande. Dragonfly Jones has been talking about um, Miss Sunday like betraying Danny, and I'm not getting it any hints of that whatsoever on my read of these episodes. I'm I'm sort of ascribing to it. I don't I don't think they gave Miss and Day enough of a character for her to betray anybody. So like one of the big things that stuck with me from season seven is when Sir Davos met with Masa- with met when they went to uh what's that Dragonstone. Dragonstone. He was talking to her and said that he couldn't pick out her accent. Well, I forgot exactly where she was from, but and naturally nah. she was in a place where she, in her role, she had to learn languages and, and serve the masters. But it, people say that it could mean that she's actually a spy that's working for the Golden Company for Essos. She could be a faceless person. Uh, but it, it's a bold pick, nonetheless. Bold is a word for it. <laughs> she could be the harpy. Was, was there ever a harpy like the uh, a leader of the sons of the harpy that was found? I don't remember, but I Cause, feel like because that is her supposed. That's supposedly where she is from. In Marine, is that not correct? She's from the I- the Isle of Noth. Noth. 
I don't know. I don't see it, but hey, I could be wrong. I don't know everything about this season. I only know a couple things. So you got to be paranoid with Game of Thrones because when something actually goes down, you're going to get caught off guard. Maybe. I think we're all going to be caught off guard anyway. <laughs> People are going to die, and so it's like I said, we're gonna we've already cried once today. Now we're going to cry Listen. again. <laughs> I was a wreck when those credits started. So, I don't know. It's about that time. Carla, do you have anything you want to add? No? Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> if you want to find us, you can do that on, at tinyurl.com. So never made varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. I did all of that from memory, and I'm really proud of myself. Congratulations. Um, yeah. But you can find us later this week when we talk about Game of Thrones and Avengers Endgame. We're going to do a full spoiler, or not full spoilers, but spoilers up through episode three of Game of Thrones podcast and um, all in game, all spoilers later this week. Tune in for that. It's going to be a good time. Um, And I might cry again. Who knows? Anyway, see y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Valar Morghulis. Valar Dohiris.